All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. There's a lot for us to talk about. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, certainly no shortage of topics these days. Now we're going to talk about housing. Yes. Uh, So this is the big David Eby bill that he's been telling people has been, he's been saying this is coming for 18 months. Ever since he became housing minister two years ago, David Eby said, we've got a big problem with supply in British Columbia. We're not building enough housing to keep up with population growth. And one of the big obstacles is local government. So Eby has been saying, hinting, threatening, whatever word you want to use, for months that he is going to ensure that there is legislation that allows the provincial government to intervene override local government and expedite housing approvals and that's the legislation we got yesterday the housing supply act which sounds like an innocuous title but it's full of teeth okay yeah because there is lots of talk about cooperation though too oh, yeah. isn't there yeah you know Simi, one of the first briefings i ever got when i started on the provincial beat uh was a uh, actually a member of the opposition who said listen when the minister gets up in the house and introduces legislation or when the premier holds a press conference and introduces legislation ignore what they say is in the legislation read the bill the bill is what they're actually doing, and you're quite right, Simi. There was all kinds of talk about cooperation yesterday and working together, and I know we all share the goals of developing housing and building housing and meeting demand and responding to a growing population, but the bill says that the province will vet the targets for housing needs at the local level. So. Municipalities can produce reports on how much housing they need. The province is going to vet that. And they can't say we don't need any more housing. That's clear, right? And then the second thing that happens is the municipalities report on their annual progress on how much housing they're building. If they start missing the targets, the province can send in an advisor, and let's put that in quotes, an advisor to figure out what the problem is. If the problem, Simi, is, uh, you know, provincial needs more provincial financial support for infrastructure, there is a carrot. The province can jump in and do that. But if they're still not meeting the targets, then the minister can step in. Housing minister can say, uh, recommend things they do. Again, recommend in quotes, right? Uh, we we recommend you do this, that, and the other thing. We recommend you appro- approve these projects. We recommend you change your zoning. We recommend increased density. If that still doesn't work, then the ultimate power in this legislation is a cabinet order. The cabinet can step in and order the municipality just do it. So as I say all the talk on partnership and working together and all that's wonderful. And he'd be saying he'd be very disappointed if municipalities don't go along with this. But at the end of the day, this is a transfer of power. The provincial government is giving itself power over housing development at the local level. Right. And there are carrots involved in that too, right? Like if the cities meet their targets. It's not all stick. (laughs) There are (laughs) carrots. And, you know, the provincial government acknowledges that its own approvals, so approvals, 
uh, for roads and BC hydro approvals for power lines and school approvals and all that uh, is part of the problem. So the province is going to hold itself to account for approvals. And you're right. The other thing is the municipality says, well, you know, we'd like to add you know, 5,000 housing units over five years or whatever it is, but we're we going to need help building the sewer lines for all this, the province will step in. If the municipality says we're not going to build all this stuff and we'll, unless we can build a community center or we can build a school or whatever, again, the province will be there. So there are all kinds of incentives for municipalities to play along, but those that assistance, that helping hand, that financing will only be available to the good municipalities that do play along uh, there's going to be no carrots for anybody that doesn't uh, come up with a realistic plan for housing needs and get going on meeting the project approvals. Okay, so there's that, but there's still other ones that are coming too. Yep, yep. There's things uh, that EB talked about that uh, weren't in what he did yesterday. He said there's more to come, so he's promised a flipping tax uh, on on housing flipping uh, with a timeline, right? So if you buy a place and resell it within a few months, uh, that's going to be flipping and that's going to be taxed. So uh, we don't have that legislation yet. I assume that would come in the spring. They've already overloaded the agenda for the remaining four days of the session. So, um, you know, that's that's still coming. Uh, we got the strata changes. Uh, that will be controversial for strata, for people in strata projects that right now have restrictions yeah, on so. age. Uh, but the, the number that's affected uh, is 300,000 units, the government says. EB says the immediate effect will probably be on about 3,000 units. So, uh, we're not rushing into that yet. That's, uh, as I said, that'll be controversial, but um, it's not a huge impact. The big impact is where the housing supply legislation leads uh, over time. And um, EB was <laughs> EB was asked about good municipalities and bad municipalities yesterday. So uh, they're going to start off by picking eight to ten target municipalities that they're going to work with. So he was asked, like, which ones are, you know, with the program already? Well, Mayor Victoria was standing next to him, so Victoria is obviously good. Uh, Langford is good, the former premier's uh, municipality. Mentioned Kamloops, mentioned uh, North Van City. EB declined to name any municipalities that weren't living up to uh, the targets, but his office distributed a list of municipalities that were falling well short of meeting housing needs. And here's the big five, Simi, Coquitlam, Burnaby, West Van, Port Coquitlam, North Van District. Now, within the spirit of cooperation, those municipalities can argue with Victoria that they're not really bad municipalities and there are reasons for them missing their targets. But that's uh, the world we're headed into, I suggest. Really? So you think that there will be people, like municipalities being called out more often? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think they will start, uh, they said eight to ten municipalities. I think they'll pick municipalities that are cooperative and that are working along, and they'll put some incentives in. So, you know, Victoria will get help. Uh, the, the municipalities that have projects ready to go, that are having trouble uh, coming up with some of the infrastructure funding, they'll start with those. They will show them as an example uh, of what can be done. But 
at the end of the day, this process is going to produce a clash between Victoria and some municipalities because there are places that don't want more density, that don't want more growth, and eventually um, the the government will uh, the the province and those municipalities will run up against each other. They will there'll be municipalities dominated by NIMBY sentiments or where the council simply won't approve projects, or where the council will quibble. I mean, EB did say in passing, you know, or uh, Murray Rankin, the housing minister, said in passing, Simi, like you're not going to be able to hold up housing projects because you don't like the design of the parking lot or, you know, the building casts a shadow over its neighbors. Well, that's been happening, right? That's been happening. So, I mean, we are entering into a new world. EB says this will change the conversation. It'll do more and change the conversation. Basically, local government can still decide where the housing goes within the municipality, but it can no longer say, we don't want this additional housing at all. That era is over. Hmm. Okay. And now, is this going to be part of the legislation for this particular sitting of the legislature? And are they going to do these late night sessions? Well, they added late night sessions yesterday and the opposition said, okay, we support the idea of more time for debate on this stuff because we've got a very heavy legislative agenda. So they've now got uh, the main house going and two smaller committee rooms going. So like three houses dealing with legislation. And we've got late night sittings. Well, uh, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. So the government has provided more time for debate. The opposition has said, we accept that. We think it's necessary. But the one thing they haven't agreed on is what happens when the time runs out on Thursday if everything isn't approved. The opposition is saying, we think the government won't extend the session to next week. We think the government will invoke time allocation, which is the nice word for closure. They basically, the government passes a motion using its majority, Simi, saying the debate ends at five o'clock on Thursday on everything, and everything is deemed to have passed by that point. So I don't know how it'll come out. I think we're seeing a bit of a game of bluff here that the opposition is saying, we're not sure you want to use closure. We think that extending the session would be wiser. Um, You could sit Friday, for example. You could sit next week. And the government is holding its cards very close to the chest on that. They're not saying what they're going to do if time runs out. All right. We'll see. Yvonne, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.